I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. In this episode, we talk about what I call big ambition. We share how ambition is like heartburn and why suppressing it doesn't work. We discuss some of the big fears around admitting your ambition, why it feels like a dirty little secret sometimes, and some of the ways we fight back against feeling like you have to hide it. And we talk about how we can encourage you to move beyond showing up. And in WWAWD, or What Would Amanda Wagner Do?, we answer Christine's question about feeling like she's running out of time to accomplish what she wants. You dream big and it scares people. I dream big and I know it scares people. I've terrified people in conference rooms and on calls when I say big things like, I wanna be at the scale of Oprah. If you're like us, you stick your neck out and you say what you want and you get looks that say, who does she think she is? You make decisions and take actions faster than the people around you are comfortable with. Maybe you've been called bossy or cutthroat, or it's been suggested that you need to just calm down or enjoy yourself or stop and smell the roses. I've been called demanda a time or two. So you cower, you keep your ambition a secret because we've been taught that you aren't allowed to talk about wanting big things or share that you're the best at what you do until you have proof as though the people that you're talking to are somehow gatekeepers and they get to make the decision on what kind of life you have and how big it is. But still there's this insatiable feeling inside of you, this desire for more, knowing that you've got something really good to share with the world and it very quickly becomes dirty or shameful or something that you feel like you have to hide and you're secretly stewing and thinking, I'll show them. I'm here to reclaim it that unfaltering feeling that is burning up in you, that is big ambition. It is this feeling of ambition that doesn't go away. And that even the fear of somebody saying, who do you think you are? Or being laughed at or teased or having somebody roll their eyes at you, it bothers you, but not so much that you stop. I'm here to say that if you know what this feels like, you're in the right place because I have it too. In the last few years, I've finally come into my own ambition. I had to admit that I wanted more and that maybe that was okay. And even though I didn't know exactly what more looked like, I had to take my tenacity and, and move forward anyways. In the last year, I've met with many ambitious people, leaders and entrepreneurs who are coy about their ambition. It's not something you're supposed to say out loud. One of the questions I use often in my coaching and strategy sessions is I say to people, what is something that's coming to mind that you have been too afraid to say out loud? And I ask them if they're willing to share it here, if I've created a safe enough space that somebody is willing to open up and know that they won't be laughed at. And up to this point, we've played really nice. 
People like us have shown up. I'm using air quotes here. There's a lot of talk around showing up and we've been grateful and we've sat back and we've watched other people and it's still not enough. LP, you're the second half of the Amanda Wagner Instagram, the podcast, and you engage a lot with our people. Over the time that you've spent in this space, what are you learning about their ambition? We have incredible listeners and incredible followers, and they dream big. They have ambition. They want to get shit done. Sometimes the comment section or even the DMs are so bumping with desire and with drive like the goosebumps get me when I open that inbox and usually I text you and be like have you seen such and such's message like oh my gosh look at all the fire emojis from this person like they're fired up it's a really magical thing to witness and to be able to encourage uh, through the podcast and through the Instagram it is fascinating to see some of those dms because It's happened more than once that we will see somebody who says, I haven't said this before, but I really want to do this thing. I really want to start a nonprofit, or I want to be on stage in this massive arena, or I want to do something and nobody's really on my team yet, but I know it counts. Something that is said really often in the inbox is I really needed to hear this, which is awesome that AW is the kick in the pants that people need. Uh, That's a really, really common theme is I didn't realize how much I needed to hear this. Uh, So our people that are listening right now and that are following along and engaging with the Instagram account, they are our people. They are ambitious and they want really big things. You're right that there's so much power in those messages and it absolutely keeps us going. Every time we put something out on Instagram, there's this immediate fear of like, is somebody going to like me? Is somebody going to hate this? Are they going to respond? Are they going to engage? And this is the, the years and years of being afraid to say what you really want at its finest. Because when you say what you really want and you speak boldly about how big it is, that scares other people. And often they get defensive and they can throw it back at you. And that's terrifying. And so when I hear from someone else who says, oh, I needed to hear this today, what it does is it makes me speak louder. I've used this language on the podcast before. My version of stay in your own lane is pick up the mic, right? When somebody is upset or when somebody, when I get a hater, I'm like, all right, that means I'm doing something that matters. Time to pick up that mic and speak louder. In working with people who feel ambition, guilt, right? There's some feelings of shame of like, why am I built this way? I must be doing something wrong. Why can't I just settle? I've come up with this analogy. I said, ambition feels like heartburn. And hear me out. I am no medical professional, but I did do a little bit of reading. Heartburn and acid reflux are different. And for the purposes of this non-medical podcast, I'm going to use them interchangeably. Symptoms of acid reflux, sharp, burning, tightening pain. Some people describe heartburn as a burning that moves up around the neck and throat or this discomfort that's behind the breastbone. And it usually occurs after eating. And interestingly, bending over or lying down can make it feel worse. 
Heartburn and acid reflux can be treated with antacids, changes to your diet. And if you're noticing that it happens frequently, it's recommended that you talk to a professional. Let me connect the dots here. In my experience, big ambition shows up after you do something that lights you up, something that you're really proud of, or when you reach a milestone. It comes up when you have a taste of what you want and it fires you up to want more. Alternatively, it shows up when you're around other people and you're noticing that you're different. You're saying, why am I surrounded by small talk? Or these aren't my people. They're going for the status quo and I'm not. Big ambition is a bubbling up of something and it feels too tough to bear it as it is. In some senses, you want it to go away because you think that it's a bad thing or something to be hidden, something to be pushed down or that you have to treat it. So while heartburn or acid reflux can be treated with antacids or diet changes and paying attention to it, big ambition can also be treated with paying attention to it, resisting the urge to suppress it. There is no Tums for ambition. And by surrounding yourself with people who get it, and to be frank, whether you like the phrase or not, leaning into it. I will go so far as to say that lying down or not paying attention to it or trying to suppress it makes it worse. When I think about lying down, I think of this succumbing and just saying, well, I guess this is how it has to be. And yes, that makes it worse because it only comes up stronger. In my experience, every time I've tried to say, why can't I just be like everybody else? Why can't I just put this down? Why can't I just settle and be grateful? It makes it worse. It makes me more feisty because I know that that's not enough. And we're really good at suppressing scary things, but there's no Tums for ambition. Liz, are you feeling me on this analogy? Uh, if so, can you take it any further? I am feeling you on this. In the, in the beginning part, I was like, heartburn, hey, and acids. Okay, I get you. I get the analogy. I like it. Uh, and I think I can take it further. Something else about heartburn is it's often inconvenient. And sometimes people will self-label their ambition as inconvenient because they've told it is or they don't think they have enough time to deal with it. Yes. Yeah. So that might be something to consider as part of your whole uh, analogy as well. For some people, it's heartburn. I think other people describe it as this, like these butterflies or lightning bolts. There's something in there that is keeping you hungry. And that is the desire for more. It's this knowing that you're meant for something bigger and that no matter what, even if you don't know what that bigger thing is, you're going to figure out a way to get there. And this isn't something to be hidden or pushed down. For a while, I've been feeling like the people that I've talked to and myself, even on reflection, Ambition has felt like something that you can only share with select people, because if you share it in the wrong crowd, you become the bossy one. You become the shit disturber. You become the one who can't just be happy with how things are done. So the first time I met you or in the first couple times that you and I met, you were talking about the things that you wanted to accomplish and the things you wanted to do with 
the compliment at the time, but things that you were thinking about in the future, which is where we are now with Amanda Wagner. And you totally took me by surprise with how bold and clear you were with what you wanted. To me at the time, pretty much a stranger. Mm -hmm. And that was just so bold and badass because that's not the norm. Like you say, when people are ambitious, they just tell a couple of people, but there's power in expressing it to people beyond your tight circle. And it just, you totally blew my brain away with saying, this is what I want. And I like, didn't know you at all at the time. So just there's history in the words AW is saying listener, because this is, this is my experience with her in our first couple of meetings. I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I remember parts of the first time we met, but it's become a litmus test for me, this boldness, this open, here's what I want. Are you the person to help me get it? It helps me find who's scared and who's in and who's excited. I've told this story before on the podcast where the first coach that I reached out to, I had an introductory phone call with, she asked the coachy question, the, if you could snap your fingers and everything was perfect, where would you be? And I told her, I said, I want to be the next Oprah. I want to be on a stage in front of 30,000 people. And she laughed. And as I tell this story, I, I give this person more and more benefit of the doubt. I'm like, I caught her off guard. But that's proof that so many people are caught off guard by the boldness and the desire and that people want more. And yet we admire famous people. We look at their stories and their history. When we look at celebrities or authors or thought leaders, we want to know and ask their parents, like, what were they like as a kid? But when they're in the building stages and they aren't quote unquote there or haven't quote unquote made it, it's scary. It feels uncomfortable. And I've had to get really comfortable with other people being uncomfortable around me. It's something that I actually start to crave. And when we talk about this, this heartburn, this feeling, these butterflies or this nausea, I'm like, let's let the burning feeling rise. For people who are listening to this, I imagine that if you are one of us, you're having some holy shit moments. You're hopefully going, I, I feel heard. I can let this out. This is where Liz and I open up the DMs and go, we know we're going to catch some people here. Let those butterflies fly. That sounded cheesier than I intended to, but we'll, we'll take it anyways. I thought it was really nice. Oh, that's good. Let those butterflies fly. Ooh, that's one quote. I'm not sure I want that quote attributed. It to almost me. sounds like one that you stick up on a wall with live, laugh, love, but we'll let it go. I think it works here. Continue. Okay. What I will say I don't think we outgrow ambition. This is why I think that making it is a myth because I don't think that there's any accomplishment that would make this type of person, the person with big ambition, just kind of pat their hands and say, I did it, now I'm done. Now I can relax and rest on my laurels. In my signature program, Clean Your Spotlight, I find that it takes some time and pulling and questioning to get people to a safe enough place where they can admit they want more and admit they want more without feeling guilt for saying it. There is this niggling feeling that will not go away. 
and they've tried the Tums of the coaching world and of the thought leadership world. They've tried the gratitude journals and the mantras to keep calm and just enjoy the ride. They smelled the roses. They've bought the flowers and those things are great. I love some flowers. And yet it is not enough. For people with big ambition, showing up is no longer enough. We've showed up and now it is time to show off. This episode is a scary one for me to record. And I braced Liz with this before we started. I said, I'm afraid of putting this out here because I know that this makes people uncomfortable. I'm putting myself in a position where I'm sure I will be asked to my face or behind my back, who the hell does she think she is? Alternatively, somebody will say, that's really cute of her. We'll just wait for, for her in a couple of years when she gets a real job and joins the quote unquote real world. And I don't care. Doesn't mean I don't care about people. It doesn't mean I don't care about the work or the people that I want to impact. It means that I'm doing it anyway. Again, I've showed up. Now I'm showing off. And showing off does not have to have this negative connotation that we know from when we're children. Oh, stop showing off. Stop trying to be the center of attention. Guess what? I do want to show off. I do want to be the center of attention. I'm really good at what I do. Why would I hide that for longer? Somebody's got to do it. Why not me? Just over three years ago, I remember being in a therapy session and my therapist asked, what do you want in your life? What is the big thing that you really want? And I said through tears, I just want to be happy. I want contentment. I just want to be content. And she called me on it. She's like, all right, you've given me the nice answer. Now try again and give me the real answer. Because the answer I gave was socially acceptable. We just want to be happy. I just want to be nice. I just want to be kind. Actually, I want more. I want a lot more. And I'm okay with the discomfort that comes with that. Because even if more looks different as time goes on, it still matters to me. And for me, I have noticed three big fears around my ambition. My first fear is that I think everybody wants big things. Why would I be the lucky one to actually get it? My second fear is being met with the question, who do you think you are? And my third fear is what if it doesn't happen? More realistically, what if it doesn't happen fast enough? And here are some of the antidotes that I have worked on to these fears. So with the first one, this idea that everybody wants big things, why would I be lucky enough to get it? Well, this is a lie. If this was true, millions of people would be coming out from the woodwork and saying, yes, I want big things too. And they're not. I spent so long assuming that every person in the world wants to be the next someone. Everybody wants to be the next Oprah, the next Bruce Springsteen, the next Annie Leibovitz, the next Seth Godin. Turns out there are many people who are saying, you go be that person because my goal is true contentment and that is enough for me. 
There is nothing wrong with the person who wants to be content. There is nothing wrong with wanting more. So it isn't a judgment on either side. What it is, is an acceptance that if you want more, find a way to get there. Coach Jenny always says, you aren't broken. You aren't something to be fixed. And so many of these, just fix your mindset, implies that there's a brokenness. And I don't think people with big ambition are broken. There's nothing wrong with them. Just like there's nothing wrong with people who look for some, for contentment and happiness. What matters is that you're finding a place where you feel like you're heard and you're accepted and understood and you can share. My fear of being asked, who do you think you are? My antidote is to answer the question, who do I think I am? I think I'm tenacious. I think I'm hardworking. I think I'm dedicated. I have a no matter what attitude. I am full of good ideas that I cannot write or speak about fast enough. And I don't want to hide it anymore. That's who I am. I am someone with something to say, and I'm no longer afraid to say it. So that's who I am. And that third question, what if it doesn't happen? I don't even consider that one anymore. It will happen. It might look different and it might change, but it will happen. What if it doesn't happen fast enough is a question that comes up all the time. I borrow Coach Jenny's words here. People like us have impatient ambition. We want it all and we want it all quickly. So what if it doesn't happen is off the table, but what if it doesn't happen fast enough? It might not. And if I'm honest, I know it won't happen fast enough because I want it yesterday. But what I can tell you is that if you are like me and there is no such thing as fast enough, knowing this and accepting this eases the pressure. It takes the weight off. I'm not going to miss anything because yes, it will happen, but maybe it's okay to play the short game in in the moment. I don't always have to be reaching for the legacy and the big goal that I want in my day-to-day. What I need to know is that it's there and it keeps me hungry and it keeps me feisty and keeps me going. I've read articles about people who built big lives later in their, in their life. I know Vera Wang has many stories about her, about how she sold her first wedding dress in her 40s. The McDonald's empire was started when the CEO was in his early 50s. And Julia Child published Mastering the Art of French Cooking at 49. Morgan Freeman didn't get his first major role until he was 52. Wow. I I didn't know that one. I know. At 52. And yet, I want it now. So we look at these other people. They could be seen as late bloomers of ambition. And for me, yes, I want my big life when I'm 52. And I also want it when I'm 35 so that I can enjoy it for those extra 17 years. And yet, will it really damage me if it takes longer? For me, the bottom line is that it's never going to happen fast enough and that is still not enough to stop me. 
Liz, I'm seeing lots of head nods. What's coming up for you here? I know you know this about me, but our audiences care a lot about you and always ask about you. So I want to know what's coming up for you. I will have to uh, listen to this as a listener once I'm done on the production side of things, because right now I'm just like in the Amanda Wagner fan club, just listening to you talk about the thing that you love so much. <laughs> so I'm less so processing it as a person, more just being proud of you at the moment. I hear you and I completely understand the things that you're saying. This is why we get along so well. This is why we're such a great team. Um, and I really just am excited for the reaction that we'll get from today's episode. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for taking us back. That was nearly three years ago. Yeah, I know. I'm not a hedger. I'm not somebody that's like, uh, I think maybe I want this someday if it works, if the, no, I'm not really that kind of person. And you aren't either. And by you, I mean, Liz, and by you, I mean, anybody who's listening to this. If you're listening to a podcast episode talking about big ambition, you aren't somebody who wants to cower. You aren't. Yeah, somebody... we outed you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you chose to listen to this, we're on to you. We know. We know you're listening. We know you're listening for a reason. And this is where we call on you. We're calling on all of our ambitious people to say, I hear you. I see you. I get you. And I don't want you to hide. I am reclaiming showing off. And if you ask, who do you think you are? I will tell you who I think I am. I will tell you the big life I want and I will keep working towards it. And I hope that you do too. At the very least, I hope you know that show up in the inbox. We're, we're cheering you on, even if it feels like nobody else will, or if you're afraid of the laughter or the questions or the not allowed to say this out loud, this is the place. So for all of our people with big ambition, you've made it this far in the episode, make yourself known. Draw the line in the sand and say, yes, I will show up and I will show off and share with us, how are you showing off? I know that word has such negative crunchy feelings for people. And that's why I'm getting it back. I'm a total show off. I'm really proud of that. It's helping me find my people. Today's WWAWD question or what would Amanda Wagner do is from a listener who needs a kick in the butt. And I'm not putting words in their mouth. This is actually in the question question. <laughs> it comes from Christine, who says, and this is a great question to tie into our discussion today, Amanda. She says, I'm in my mid-30s, and I see people younger than me doing great things, and some days I feel too old, or it's too late, and I need a kick in the butt. What do you do on days when you're playing the comparison game, or you feel like it's too late? Ugh, I, my first thought is, if you are in your mid thirties and it feels like it's too late, then it's too late for me too. My instinct is like, oh, don't say that you're too old because you're also putting this judgment on all the rest of us who are in our thirties trying to do big things. And my hope is that as you're listening to this, Christine, you just heard us talk about the quote unquote late bloomers. 
the people who wanted something really bad and didn't get there until their 40s or 50s. And yet we admire them. Liz and I had this moment of like, Morgan Freeman, really? It isn't too late. And I know that sounds froofy and platitude -y. I really believe that life is long. And life is long if you know how to use it. I think so many people say, life is short, do the thing. Life is short, YOLO. I don't know if people say YOLO anymore. Yeah, uh-oh. No, I was on mute so you didn't hear me snort, but people don't say that anymore, sorry. <laughs> okay, it's fine. I'm in my mid thirties, I outed myself. People say that life is short and they use it as this excuse to say, go and do the thing. You might not get another chance. And to me, I think that life is long. This is actually something that I remember my grandma telling me when she was very ill. She said, life is long. So go and do the thing. The action is the same, whether you think life is short or life is long, because if life is long, we have time to make mistakes. We have time to change our path. We have time to do something and maybe fail at it and change our minds. And so I don't know if there is such thing as being too old. What I do think is that, and I have no science to back this up, but I have to imagine that there is some type of harm in suppressing the ambition and settling for less. I've used this language before of I'm settling for more. I've made the decision that I am going for more. And it sounds like the kick in the butt that you need is to say, okay, great. You want this thing? That's step one. Get super clear on what it is you want. What would having this thing, this life, what does it let you do? What does it let you have? Who does it let you be? This is week one of Claim Your Spotlight. We talk all dreaming and scheming. If you get here, which people with big ambition, they get there. It's not if, it's when. We start talking about the kind of life that it's going to let you have and why it matters so much and why it has to be you and why it has to be now. And I want you to find that fire and that voice that says you're too old or that Instagram post with the 22 year old doing the thing and getting millions of dollars in funding. Good for her, good for them. There's room for you too. When it comes to the comparison trap, we hear compare and despair a lot. And I, I've had to switch it because compare and despair, it's just too hard. I'm on team compare and declare. If I see that you have it and I want it, I'm declaring that I'm going for it too. Maybe I'm a little older. Great. I don't think there's anything wrong with facing that you want it and doing it at whatever age you are. Christine, I hope that's helpful. I hope that's the kick in the pants that, that you needed. But this life is long thing has, has definitely helped me make some mistakes. I make them faster. I bounce back quicker and with fewer bruises. And I keep going and I keep going really fiercely. And I hope that you can do the same. Thank you so much for your question, Christine. Keep those questions coming, dear listeners. You can send them to us via Instagram at the Amanda Wagner or 
visit theamandawagner.com and you can submit a question via the contact form. Sometimes that's easier because you can use an actual keyboard on a computer to type out your thoughts, whereas DM you're a little bit stuck with just using your phone. But either way is great. Please keep sending those questions to us. Thank you so much for listening today. Please join us on Instagram and share with us. How are you moving from showing up to showing off? We're here to create a community of people that are showing off and proud of it and really harnessing that big ambition to do something spectacular. If you are ready to get off the sidelines, stop watching what other people are doing and claim your spotlight, I'm your person. I am a business strategist and coach, and I help people dig into what they really want so that they can make it happen, find the way, get the plan. Claim Your Spotlight has open spots, four open spots each month. Please connect with me at theamandawagner.com or through Instagram and join a free workshop called Claim Your Spotlight. I will fire you up. If you are curious about how to share your story with the world or make your social media platforms better, or you just need a hand figuring out what you need to do digitally, please connect with me on Instagram at Liz Pittman or visit LizPittman.com. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. It's a big episode, episode 30. It feels like a milestone for us. And this is a really important episode. So thank you for joining us all the way to the end. We would love to hear your thoughts and for you to join us at some point. We're going to get t-shirts. I swear. I'm into that idea. This was a great episode. The next one will be too. We're talking about success. Two weeks from today, we'll be back with a brand new episode. And until then, we will see you on the internet. What do you think the t-shirts would say? I mean, I have a million ideas. I dream big and it scares people. (gasps) Ooh, oh, I like that. Yeah, there's something here.